This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the grains. China's return to activity after its week-long lunar holiday was more than wishful thinking. Daily in futures were up strongly in both corn and soybeans. China's internal soybean price jumped to $20.23 per bushel. The reality of a big Brazilian crop hasn't changed. What's changed is the idea that Argentina's crop prospects might recover significantly when the longer-term outlook has turned dry again, leading to conclusions the recovery in production would be modest. Corn export loadings have been a stinker. At only 528,000 metric ton, they didn't even make the low end of expectations that range from 600 to 950,000. Both Brazil and Ukraine continue to sell corn at discounts to the United States. Also keeping corn gains muted was the reality that ethanol margins have been slipping and stocks rising. On the positive side, there was a flat sale of 112,000 tons of corn to Japan, and the Ukrainian Grain Association pegged their 23 corn crop at only 18 million metric ton, well under USDA's December estimate of their 22 crop at 27 million. There will soon be focus in this country on 2023 acreage. The USDA's 2023 baseline is a mystery. Where will all those acres come from? It's an annual ritual. Every November, USDA publishes its long-term forecast going out 10 years for all major crops and livestock categories. They're dubbed the baseline forecast because Congress uses them as the baseline assumptions for calculating the impact of any significant changes in farm bill policies. The forecasts were based on the best available data and trends USDA had at its disposal in October. The other critical factor you'll have to bear in mind is that the yields used are trendline yield projections that assumed average growing conditions every year for 10 years out. That's a mighty leap of faith, but there's no way they can assume anything else. These baseline assumptions are especially critical this year. That's because the current Farm Act expires in September, and Congress is expected to come up with a new five-year farm bill by then. We reported the acreage assumptions the week that they came out. We took issue right then with the notion that corn acreage would rise 3.4 million acres this year, while soybean acreage declined. We still do take issue, and so do other private firms recently putting out their own forecast for the increase in acreage more likely to be corn up about 2 million and soybeans up about a million. What really jumped off the page is that USDA not only sees total acreage among the top eight crops rising 1.3 million acres combined, but they also have total acreage in CRP rising 2.1 million acres as well. The initial USDA baseline acreage forecast for 2023 is for a total increase of 3.4 million acres, and we have to add where in the world those acres will come from. We expect USDA will try to answer that question in its annual outlook forum in D.C. on February 23rd to 24th. That's where we'll get their next best guesstimates for the 2023 acreage mix, including CRP. If they're still projecting over 3 million more acres in total, it will be enlightening to hear the answers when they get grilled with the same question, where will those extra acres come from? Looking at differing 2023 crop margins, rice easily tops that list and always does. It requires very specific tabletop flatland and both specialized equipment and specialized management skills. 
Next comes corn for 23, though not by nearly the margin over soybeans that it had this current year. We also think that the increase in acreage in corn and soybeans combined may be less toward corn and more toward beans for two reasons. First, we already know that acres planted the soft red wheat are up 20%, and that sets up more acres for double crop beans as well. Second, we keep hearing widespread complaints about the big yield difference this past season between continuous corn and corn-following soybeans. My own soybean yield is disappointing compared to my corn yield. Another thing that we find noteworthy in the rankings of these differing crop returns over variable cost is how well sorghum competes with wheat and projects much better than cotton. We keep hearing about more evidence of winter kill on the hard red wheat and how spotty stands were to begin with. If there's any one crop likely to show a much bigger acreage jump than USDA's baseline forecasts above, it's sorghum. Most crops will make money today on old crop with the exception being cotton. The trade is looking for the largest acreage loss from cotton, and the new crop pricing isn't very encouraging either. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.